0: Hi, I'm Jay Frosting, and you're listening to Miss Gender. One of my closest friends is a woman named Ashley, but for the first nine years I knew her by another gender. I'm still adjusting to this updated reality, but it's nothing compared to what she's going through. Over the course of the show, Ashley and I discuss her perspectives on being trans and her ups and downs as she transitions. Fortunately for all of us, Ashley is a person who, when interested in any topic, researches it for a long time and becomes an expert. Of course, it takes a lifetime for any of us to learn how to be the person we want to be, and that doesn't get any easier when you're trying to reboot your life partway through. We welcome your questions and comments on each episode at missgender.com, on Twitter at missgender, or you can email missgenderpodcast at gmail.com. You're listening to the audio version of this episode, but we also have a video version that you can watch or subscribe to by visiting missgender.com and finding this episode Clothes and Shopping. Which was published November thirtieth, twenty eleven. Good evening, Ashley. Hi, Jay. Hi. What's new?
1: Still kind of decompressing for my parents' visit, but uh, I think do
0: we? I think we talked about some of my parents' visit on the last show. Didn't oh, we? indeed. Yeah.
1: Okay. all right.
0: I also got you to talk in depth about your hair and your plans to grow it out, but I've been doing a the tiniest bit of research about other uh, male to female transgender folks and some of them some of them wear wigs and i wanted to know yes. if that was something you'd even considered
1: uh yeah that is something i considered yeah yep yeah. and then what <laughs> uh well i guess a good wig is like a, a few hundred dollars i suppose i mean though you can spend much yeah, more
0: yeah. Well, I was was expecting you to say much less.
1: Well, it depends. I mean, these are not like the wigs you pick up at Party City, which Mm -hmm. are just like made out of polyester and old trash cans or whatever it is. (laughs) Right. A a good wig is one that is made out of uh, typically hair. I mean, it may be, I don't know, camel hair or or whatever, animal Mm. hair, or, or some of the very nice ones are made out of human hair. Yeah. Oh, I mean, in part because those are what last the uh, the longest. Okay. Because you can wash them just like regular hair and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, it, it's something I, I I considered, and um, I suppose that I suppose procrastination usually doesn't pay off. In this case, it kind of did, just in the mm. sense that in the time I was kind of pondering over thinking over the hair stuff, there had always been more immediate concerns of mine. Okay. So things like my parents visit or coming out of work or mm-hmm. laser hair removal or what have you. So I always kind of had a few things on my plate that um, needed more attention, I guess. But at, at, uh, at this point, my hair is actually kind of getting a bit longer. And so I, I wouldn't say that my hair is what's outing me at this point. Mm-hmm. Certainly, longer hair would be helpful, but um, okay.
0: What sort of styles were you browsing?
1: Like a bob, for instance, sort okay. of like a yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So that was what I was considering. Those are pretty cute. Yeah,
0: yeah. Would it have yeah. been your own color?
1: It probably would have been. Not
0: that you're rocking less than less than three, from what I can tell at the moment.
1: <laughs> and that's that's sort of the thing is that you, you could almost ask, would it be rocking? My natural color, or the color of my hair happens to be right now, because this is not my natural hair color. Uh, my natural hair color is sort of a chocolate brown, maybe. Oh, really?
0: Oh, it's been a long time. It's hard to imagine.
1: I know. Oh. I mean, it's it still worries me out when people refer to me as like the blonde girl or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, that is me. <laughs> That's cute. And I mean, what I probably would have done is gone for something close to my apparent hair color, as it were. Okay. But then what I was kind of trying to figure out is um I mean you can go to like a wig store or you can buy wigs online. And online You don't is, really have to have
0: a fitting for those, right? Because everybody has a same basic crane cranial shape.
1: I mean it'll fit your head, but it's sort yeah. of like buying glasses or something. Where oh, is it? okay. It'll physically fit it'll physically fit you, but the shape of it may or may not be complementary to the shape of your jaw and face. Right. So. Okay. So that was kind of one of the tricky parts um, that uh, on one hand I was kind of leaning toward mail order, but you kind of have to imagine your own head in the little pictures on the thumbnail thing. Yeah. Right. They didn't
0: have a upload a picture of your face tool?
1: No. Not, not on the websites that I was looking at. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean,
1: at this point, my hair is kind of, I don't know if it's out of the awkward stage yet, but it's, I I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe. Mm, good. Yeah. Because it's, at, at the back, I mean, my hair is naturally sort of wavy and I blow dry it straight. Part of that is that once one's hair is longer, it's easier to blow dry straight. Okay. Shorter hair, 10 to curl more easily, at least for me, and so, at at the back, it had been at the point where, it would curl even if I tried to make it, to blow dry it straight. But I think I'm sort of getting to the point where it's long enough that I can, blow dry it straight in, even in the back. But cool. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Yeah.
0: Every day you have more things to smile about. It sounds like. Mostly. Yeah, mostly, yeah. That's sort of a good way to look at it. <clears throat> Can we talk about clothing for a little while? You
1: bet. We, yeah, got, a,
0: we got a comment on the website at misgender.com a while ago, and it's lengthy, and it's a multi-part question. And I know oh, is it from Dinah? I make those uh, hard on you, so yes, it is from Dinah, and I'm just going to read the whole thing. Hi, Dinah! It would be really interesting to hear about your experience with clothing that is perceived as feminine or female. I'm guessing you might have had to go through some sorting out of, quote, is this about what turns me on or about who I am to the world, unquote, when you first began to think about crossing some traditional gender lines and looked around to see who else does that. Which makes me wonder what you thought at different times, I think she means in your life, Mm. as you've seen men dressing in women's clothing, there's a big range out there from the ridiculous, Monty Python's Pepper Pots and Big Mama, to fairly sensitive character acting, some of Dame some of Dave Foley's female characters on Kids in the Hall, to the matter-of-fact uh, example given, Eddie Izzard, to full trans characters like in The Crying Game. Hmm. Um, so, from what I'm recalling, you had suspicions about yourself as early as age 13 or so.
1: This is sort of a side note, but can we use the word other than suspicions? Because I'm not, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm... Wanted for vandalism or No,
0: know. but at the same time you are the same person who said, Oh, I don't detect any pepperoni on this pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Okay, but pizza I'm not a pizza, Jay. I'm just saying. It was pretty early on in your life when you thought um you might be transgender.
1: Yeah, a hunch
0: or a whatever. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And um it took you a really long time to come out to yourself, and that's perfectly fine. But during right. that gap, yeah. there were people, there were men dressing as women in all sorts of different situations. So, right. what did you think when you encountered that sort of thing? Given the range that Dinah eloquently described there,
1: I, I suppose on things like Monty Python or Saturday Night Live, you know, some of the more ridiculous mm-hmm. instances, I just took those. In sort of um in sort of the Shakespearean point of view, which is to say that sometimes they only have so many female actors and they just need some people to play female parts. So okay. you just kind of repurpose your male characters and Yeah. You know.
0: So yeah. Did you never feel like they were doing it for a laugh then?
1: I felt that they were doing the sketches for a laugh, but I didn't sure. think that they were necessarily wearing that attire for a laugh.
0: Okay. Because there were no women in the group, although they did have women playing women sometimes on the show, but it was rare.
1: Right. Although I'm, I'm thinking about, say, the mid-90s Saturday Night Live as well, like um, the sketch with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler playing teenage girls, blah, blah, blah. mm There's probably more than one sketch in that situation, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were some of those? It
0: was Eddie, Eddie Izzard. Mm-hmm. The yeah. kids in the hall, it was right. uh, given as an example being fairly sensitive. Right. And there was um, The Crying Game. Right.
1: So I haven't actually the, seen pr- The Crying, crying Game.
0: Oh, even well, though people have spoiled it for me over and over.
1: Thanks a lot, society.
0: Yeah. There's there's a statute of limitations there. Um, no, did you I see... repeat that.
1: There's no statute of limitations. Did
0: you see Stargate? Uh, no. Oh, all right. Well, those those are the two things that <laughs> Jay Davidson has been in. It's she's he. I think is a very feminine looking man and okay. managed to fool most of the country throughout most of the movie mm, into right. thinking the character was a woman the whole time until um, the other main character, the the lead mm. male love interest, pulls down his her pants and there's a penis and everybody in the country goes
1: whoa. When I would encounter things like that, it was it was to me like someone was wearing uh a costume. Like when a character is playing Dracula and has a cape and shoes oh, sure. or something. Okay. So it was something to wear and something that was unusual, but mm-hmm. something that wasn't very common, I should say. But to me, I didn't yeah. find it to be it didn't shock me. It okay. wasn't I I I didn't see any discordance there. Uh, that's actually something where I'm curious about how cisgender people would react to those. Mm-hmm. Just since, because maybe for you the there was some sense of uh, dissonance or something that maybe made the scenes funnier or or whatever. But for me, it's just, I mean, it was like a character
0: wearing a, a
1: costume in a play, yeah. but it wasn't something that was
0: outrageous to me. I guess. I think in the case of Monty Python people dressing up as women, I felt the same way. They needed to have a woman in the scene, so they dressed Mm, up that way. And I felt the same way about the kids in the hall for the most part as well. Sure. Um, I don't remember too many examples of it happening on Saturday Night Live. But then when you talk about things like uh, The Crying Game and Eddie Izzard, even though those are in different categories, Mm. they're doing it for different reasons. Um, But before we talk about that, did you... When you were initially encountering men dressing up as women for any reason, did you find yourself maybe jealous a little bit that they were in a position to be able to do that?
1: Oh, sure, yeah. I thought, hey, that seems like something fun to try. Yeah. In, probably in the same sense, supposing your neighbor or one of your friends has a trampoline in their backyard. Sure. And you see him using that and you think, oh, that sounds like fun. That That kind of looks like that could be fun. Yeah, I'd like to try that, but I don't have trampoline, so I can't really do that. So that was that was sort of like what it was for me in the okay. sense that it just seemed like a fun thing to try out because I hadn't tried that. But it wasn't, uh, as you mentioned, I didn't quite have mm-hmm. the means of, or whatever
0: to do so. Well, studying that metaphor a little bit, would you ever consider sneaking over their house while they were away and bouncing on the trampoline a little bit? I.e., did you ever, while you were growing up, before you came out to yourself, try on a skirt or a bra or, I don't know, even lacy gloves or high-heeled shoes or mm. whatever? Right. Because I'm cisgender, as as you mentioned, and mm. almost totally straight from what I can tell. Um, and I used to do that just for fun because my yeah. mom had fun clothes lying around.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I
0: would. Do you um... have any memories like that?
1: Yeah, and like, um, borrowing, uh, some of my mom's pantyhose and trying that on. Okay. Um, try on her shoes, things like that.
0: How did it make you feel?
1: It was like it kind of, it was like it fit for me. Like, um, like maybe you're shopping around for a new desk chair or something. Mm-hmm. And, you go to a furniture store and you're sitting in various chairs and some of them seem fine or whatever, but then you get to the one chair and you're like, oh, this is the chair. Okay. It it, it it just it feels like it's a good fit for you.
0: And even though you had that feeling, it's not something that you decided to do all the time.
1: No, mostly because... um. I I could only do so when my parents weren't around or okay what have you. So and also at the time I I, I hadn't figured out why it was a good fit for me because some of it was around the time when I was, for example, still figuring out the existence of transgender being a thing. Mm-hmm. So it felt like I was drawn to it.
0: But I didn't really know why at
1: first, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, that goes back to, to Dinah's question. Did you have to go through a sorting out in your own head trying to decide if it was something that simply turned you on or something that you wanted to be doing all the time? you wanted to be a different person?
1: I suppose for people who go about uh, cross-dressing, some of it may be uh, an, er- an erotic thing or what have you. For me though, it wasn't that, and it was okay. almost boringly so. Okay, it was just because I would, um, I would, for instance, I, I, maybe it was some time after school or something, and I would, right, like put some of the the panos on, and I would go and sit in my favorite chair and read a book or something.
0: Okay, so it was just
1: hanging out or yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It wasn't exactly like that for me when I would put on my. Well, first of all, my parents are square dancers, so I want to think there was a lot of gingham. Um, mm, but there were okay. these enormous, fluffy petticoats. Like, think oh. of, think of, think of the the bustle you might see in a period piece in Marie yeah. Antoinette, France. Sure, sure. They were uh-huh. they were that big, but all the way around. Um, oh, okay. And so I used to just walk around with that thing up to my neck. Swishing and swishing. I think there are some
1: pictures of that. That sounds like fun. (laughs)
0: fun. Well, tell me about your experiences shopping in your new life, whether it's for something particularly ladylike or not. Uh, Hmm. Have you noticed people may be treating you differently? Do they hold the door open for you, for example, more than they used to?
1: Uh, There was an occasion uh, a couple weeks back when I was going to a deli for dinner, and as I walked toward the door, a group of three or four middle aged men arrived just a moment before I did. And once they noticed me, they gently stepped aside and one of them held the door for me. Which is which was on the one hand kind of nice in that it was recognizing my gender, but at the same time I um I don't know how I feel about chivalry in general. In the sense that it implies mm-hmm. that women are weaker than men. so
0: Right. But My sister used to get pissed off when people, especially men, would try to do things for her. Mm. Like open the oh, car sure, door. Yeah. Um, oh, she would get so yeah. mad. I mean, people <laughs> like make it, mean make well. It, like make a scene yeah. mad. Yeah, right. certainly. So,
1: let's see. So, as far as other shopping stuff, um, a lot of the harder parts of shopping was early on. Not just because I didn't, I wasn't as far along with HRT and that kind mm. of thing, but also because it was a chicken and the egg problem, because I had a hard time passing, because I didn't have all the right clothes yet, and I didn't have all mm. the right clothes yet because I had a hard time passing. So.
0: And you weren't wearing a wig.
1: Yeah, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just needling you for fun. I
1: know, I know. Anyway, so um so for instance, I went to I went to Lucky Jeans store and part of what I have the ability to do sometimes is to just will my way through things. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I can just pull out of a hat, but sometimes I'm able to force myself into a situation that sure to an extent so at the lucky jeans store for example i I walked up to the counter or whatever um i asked uh would someone be able to help me pick out
0: some styles that would be a good fit for me oh wow okay and had you had you already tried picking something out for yourself did you do any kind of research online? No. About what was fashionable these days? Well, the,
1: the tough part is that the tough part is that okay, there are multiple styles in terms of straight leg or skinny leg or flared leg or boot leg or relaxed leg. So mm-hmm. there's all that stuff. But then there's also the problem that women's clothes are sold in sizes, which are just arbitrary numbers. Right. So I'm. What I've learned now is that I'm oftentimes around a size 8, but depending on the store, it might be a size 6 occasionally. Sometimes I'm a size 10.
0: And this is something that somebody who was born the right gender, in this case a woman, would have learned over time, but it's still kind of a surprise to you.
1: Well, it wasn't so much that it was a a surprise, but I I needed the help of someone at the Lucky Jeans store because... Mm their sizing wouldn't necessarily match up exactly to even any other
0: jeans company's sizing. Okay. And so... So I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but is this something that anybody shopping there would want to do?
1: If you hadn't shopped there before, it might be handy, just in the sense... At that
0: particular store, you mean, with with that brand?
1: Yeah. In the sense that they could just... um, They're used to... Match up customers to sizes, and so they could help you find out what sizes would be a good fit for you. Hmm, Although, for women who've bought many other jeans, they may have a good feel for, okay, maybe I'm a 6 or an 8, and -hmm. then just pick out those 2 or 3 from the rack. But in my case, I I really wasn't too sure about how their sizings would line up. So, I I walked up to the counter and said, "Um, is there someone available that could help me pick out some styles? And uh, one fellow said, sure, I'll I'll help you. And so he started walking over to one half of the store. And um, I said, I'm also transgender, though, so I won't be shopping on this side of the store.
0: Uh, because he had walked okay. to the men's area of the store. Oh, uh, okay. Right. I was just about to ask you, is it okay that it was a dude who decided to help you?
1: Yeah, it was fine, yeah. I mean, it was as if I had mentioned to him that there was a... 30% chance of rain tomorrow. <laughs> right. It was Right. It was hardly anything. Okay. And then walked over to the mm. other side of the store. And I found that merchants in general have sort of the profit motive, as it were. So mm. for the most part, people are happy to sell you things because your money is as good as anyone else's. Yeah. And I've also found that clerks or staff people who are gay are oftentimes even more supportive
0: even though regular clerks are have been
1: pretty supportive too.
0: So, um, and is it your own gaydar that you're relying on to know that these people are gay or do they make it obvious?
1: Some of it's my gaydar. Some of it's um, clothing styles, for example. Um, in, in the sense that most straight cisgender men wear kind of boring clothes in terms mm-hmm. of yeah, we do. I mean, a color palette of what, like dark blue, brown, black, maybe an an olive or something. <laughs> anyway, so I think this fellow had some clothes that he had some clothes that were not boring, and so I thought, ah. Oh. But at any rate, that's hard, It's it's hardly here or there. But okay. he was he was very helpful. He helped me pick out some styles and sizes. And I would uh, try them on, and he would say, Is that too big or too small? And he'd help me
0: find a, a different size from the rack. Hmm. Um,
1: so, yeah, it was super. And what did
0: you learn from that first experience that influenced the way that you would shop afterward? Part of what I learned is that clerks at star- stores are
1: are generally happy to help you. And mm-hmm. As well that if your appearance may be androgynous or ambiguous that you can just say that you're transgender and that will often kind of break the ice and, oh, okay, all right, will happy to help you out. Okay. Instead of, I don't know, beating around the bush or whatever.
0: Yeah. And are we right in thinking that the first ladies room you went in was out in public somewhere? Clearly it wasn't at work. Or was it? Oh, dun, dun, dun.
1: so yeah, it was actually it was at work. Oh, although not during the daytime. It was one of these things where there was some arbitrary deadline about. Oh, we need this tomorrow. Blah blah blah. Where, whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was I actually ended up working till midnight at the office. Wow. Which is something I'm I'm glad to say that I've. I think I've only done that once at, at okay. this particular job, right? Yeah, and once once it was around midnight, my guess is that probably the security guard at the front desk was the only person in the entire building. Wow, And so I thought, well, hey, I kind of need to pee, let's give the shot let's give it a shot, because th- there was virtually no risk on my part because mm-hmm. I was probably the only person in the building.
0: Did you think that the decor might be different on the inside, or do you just want to feel like you belonged better?
1: No, I, I was pretty sure the decor would be the same. I mean, in, in the sense that the tile would be the same, and yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. They tend to be more attractive. I've only been in a few.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, just if it were a department store, it might be a different story. But being just an office, so yeah. I used to lay as a Roman, and it was actually kind of terrifying, even though there was no one around. Mm. Just, um, I suppose, just because it had been something that I'd been thinking about for some time, but I had
0: to keep telling myself to hold
1: off on that, I guess.
0: What Which was scarier, going to the ladies' room at the office with nobody in the building mm. or going up to a stranger and saying, can you help me pick out some clothes?
1: Uh, actually, the office ladies' room. Mm. The first time, anyway. Yeah.
0: How long after you left, were you still nervous about it? Oh, once I left the, the ladies' room. Okay. Yeah. What about the first time you used a ladies' room when there were actual people around?
1: So it was uh, a conference I went to in June in Dallas for local web people. And it wasn't that I was dressed drastically different than when I would go out in weeks prior or that mm. I looked necessarily drastically different. But there was some kind of, there was a, there was a tipping point as it were, that I I finally had the the top that fit me and the, the mm. jeans and the shoes and the purse. So I kind of I kinda of had the whole package there. And so I didn't start thinking to myself hey I should try the ladies' room. I th- what I thought to myself was, hey I would feel really uncomfortable using the men's room. I see. And so, I actually asked my one of my friends at the conference, like, I don't, wh- which bathroom should I use? And he said, well, I think you should use the ladies' room.
0: Hmm.
1: And so, at that point, I thought, well, I'm not sure how this is going to go because I didn't know how well I passed at the time. And in fact, that's still something I struggle with just since I see myself in the mirror many times a day, hmm. and so, the various gradual changes are hard for me to notice and so
0: you tweeted recently about how you kept being surprised to look down at work and see their boobs there yeah is it still surprising
1: yeah sometimes <laughs> but it's, it's 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 a wonderful surprise though yeah yeah
0: it's like you're at Fun. dinner and you
1: look down at your plate and there's always ice cream Ooh. it's like Ooh, ice cream yeah but anyway so at this conference, um, I I wasn't sure exactly how well I, I passed because part of the other thing is that there is no single you pass by this much or by this much kind of thing. Because a lot of it depends on is someone having a conversation with you, is someone seeing you from three feet away or ten feet away or mm. somewhere in between. And so... I really wasn't sure, but what I did was my friend Jenny was there and I said um, next time you need to use a laser, would we'll be alright if I went with you, sort of as like a buddy system kind of thing.
0: You wanted to hold it until it was more comfortable to go with someone?
1: Well, I, d- I didn't need to, it wasn't an emergency or anything.
0: Oh, okay. No. But it was,
1: um, we were midway through a, a
0: panel. Yeah. You were able to predict that yeah, there would be a good time coming up pretty soon. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so
1: Jenny, being uh, the the nice, friendly person that she is, said, uh, "Yeah, sure. No, no problem." Okay. So as would be a little surprise to me, going forward, there was a line at the ladies' room, and we waited in line, and it was fine, mm-hmm. which was actually really nice. Yeah. And it was it was kind of funny because. Um, Well, being a tech conference, sometimes there aren't a lot of women, but at this one, there was a pretty good ratio of uh, a pretty good balance. And one of the things I remember distinctly was sitting in the stall and looking to my right and seeing the feet of someone else, but her toes are painted just Mm -hmm. like my toes are painted. (laughs) And... It felt a sense of camaraderie that, like, hey, that's—it's the first. it had been the first time I had been in the bathroom and encountered someone else whose toes
0: are painted. So it's like, hey, I fit in here. Right. That's adorable. Yeah. This is the last time I get to talk to you before Halloween, as we're recording. Right. Which is the sort of unofficial two-year anniversary, as far as I'm concerned, for you, because it was when you decided to paint your nails.
1: Yeah, though I, I hadn't come out to myself yet, but I I, right. I, I can see the, yeah, sure, yep. Yeah. What are your plans for Halloween? Part of me pondered whether it would be too ironic to go as a boy for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't sure if it would be too meta.
0: If you were going to dress up as a boy, what would you do with your hair? May I suggest slicking it back, uh, Wall Street style. Or, or Franzi style? Sure, sure.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't like I don't like gooping my hair. So I, I actually yeah, I haven't really thought Halloween through, but... mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I could wear well, I was thinking I could wear like sparkly nail polish, but mm-hmm. that's like saying I could wear shoes to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh Ashley's wearing sparkling nail polish. Okay. It must sure be Wednesday. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, do you have a few minutes to teach me something ladylike? Sure, yeah. Good. So, over the past
1: few weeks, I've had a a couple makeup lessons. And uh, one of the things that I learned was that, um, I suppose, the tissue underneath one's eyes is apparently quite delicate. Oh. And yet, it's an area where you may get dark circles or what have you. And so you would apply concealer, what have you, so there may be times where you may need to press in product or things like that, but what what I've learned is that if you use your i guess pinky finger and what is it the ring finger mm-hmm. if you use those two fingers to press in or even just even your your middle finger and ring finger. Mm. But what what you can do is um those are are your weaker fingers in your
0: hand. Some people's middle fingers are pretty strong. So you then you may want to switch over to
1: like the the ring finger and and pinky yeah. finger. But but th- those muscles aren't as strong, and so just by the nature of your physical self, you can't press yeah. as hard. So it's kind of a okay. own dampener. That's just sort of a a, a little thing that if you're cool. Pressing yeah, I, I had never occurred to me. Yeah, handy. And so the other bit was this one is actually one that I'm still kind of trying out because it's something that I've in- inferred on my own, but I'm not sure how much it helps. But anyway, so this is about nails.
0: No way. Yeah, way. I can't believe there's something I haven't learned about nails.
1: Well, so this is not so much about the the nail application process, uh-huh. but it's, it's it's a strategy I've recently adopted as around. Trying to prevent one's nails from chipping. Okay. So one of the the things I kept thinking to myself was, hey, with with your nails, I I always noticed that my right hand ends up ends up more chipped than my left one. Hmm. And so I I happen to be right-handed, mm-hmm. and so I figured, okay, it's because that's my dominant hand, and I'm doing things with it. Mm-hmm. And so. I was watching a cooking show on I think it was Food Network or maybe it was America's Test Kitchen. Mm-hmm. But what they had recommended was that if you're cutting, say, a carrot or a cucumber, what you can do is let's say, see, see if this say this lipstick is like your cucumber and you need to like chop, 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 chop. Mm. You may be tempted to hold it like this onto the cutting board. But then what can happen is if your knife slips, you can cut into yeah. your fingers and that's bad. But what you can do, what they recommend is you hold it sort of like this with your with your kind of knuckles tucked under so that mm-hmm. you sort of get this wall here that the knife just kind of, even if you hit into it, you wouldn't really cut yourself. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, as, as a way of holding the cucumber or whatever hmm. item that you're slicing.
0: So That's one of those counterintuitive truths, I guess, because people expose the, the nail part because they think, well, that's harder. If I accidentally slip and hit them with a knife, um, I won't damage myself. Well, you're and saying... it's,
1: it's easier to grip things as with this kind of motion. That's easier oh, okay. to hold it down. But yeah. really, with the cutting board, you can hold enough force just through pressure this way that it's enough, because I mean, all you're doing is keeping the cucumber or whatever from, from moving on the cutting board. Okay, right. So, nice. And and well, I mean that's sort of just a kind of very minor cooking thing, but as 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 it's applicable to to nails though, what I've been trying is essentially reaching into my purse with my hand curled up like this. Oh. So that essentially I try to find my keys with just this part of my hand. And then once I do, I then uncurl it and then grasp them like that little hook thing that that, that gives you, like, stuff. The teddy claw. And stuff. The claw. Yeah. Because part of what I was kind of trying to think through and figure out is that when I've been grasping for my keys, I just, I would just kind of just mash hand into purse, and then I would find my keys, but it would be from just my hand ramming right into the metal of the keys. hmm And if your nails are not painted, I suppose that doesn't make any difference, but with painted nails, that that could make the difference. And so, Mm. it sort of becomes a two-step process of what I'm trying to do is to to grasp my hand, stuff in, and then just kind of feel around for the the keys, and then gently pull them upward. So, um, it so happens that my, my right hand is still a little bit chipped, but it could be other things that I'm it it seems to be maybe slightly less chipped than they would have been so it's hard to say okay. so it's sort of an ongoing experiment kind of thing but yeah
0: but i think it seems to how be are, how are you in general about learning new habits or breaking bad ones because i i only know a couple things once i heard that it takes 21 days to learn a new habit
1: i i heard that somewhere but that could be an old wives tale
0: so i'm imagining you reaching into your purse the quote unquote normal way mm-hmm. and then stopping yourself i'm like oh nope knuckles first Right? Is it like that, or do you do you happen to have a brain where you think far enough ahead where you're like, okay, in about ten seconds I'm going to be reaching into my purse. I better think about doing it the knuckle way.
1: Hmm. So it's kind of weird that my brain will get to the point where it can mostly do something right, but every now and then it'll still do it the old way. Yeah. I mean, just one kind of far off example. Um. Back when I. Used to wear men's jeans. I would keep my phone in a pocket and my keys in a pen. And what I used to do was I would keep my my phone in my left pocket along with my pen. And I would I had done that for several years. And then what I realized was, hey, wait a sec, maybe the pen could possibly scratch the screen of my phone, so I should probably. Put pen in my right pocket
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it was maybe seven or eight years ago when I switched over to the right pocket okay and even up until maybe two or three years ago every now and then I would maybe have a receipt to sign or something it's like oh where's my pen I must have left it at home and oh wait no it's ended up in my left pocket now I would have no recollection of having put it in there <laughs> So my my brain can usually kind of adapt to things, although sometimes it kind of messes things mm-hmm.
0: up. But. You have a you have a smartphone, right? Yeah, it's pretty smart. It has apps? Sure. Um are you using one of those apps to like take a picture of yourself every day and then it makes a little video? Yes. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, it's called every day.
0: How long have you been doing it?
1: I've been doing that since well, I can check here. Okay, I've been doing this since March.
0: Can you hold it up to the camera? Look at that hair grow!
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: That's really fun.
1: Yeah. And for some reason, it does this weird thing where at the end it goes right back to the beginning frame, so I don't know why yeah. it does that. But...
0: Okay, I was wondering what happened there. Yeah. I don't like, know if oh, that's a bug or, or if that's there. meant to
1: say, hey, look how different you look or something. I
0: uh, Maybe. Alright, we'll keep that up. Yeah, sure. Please. But I guess for right now we'll say goodnight and then I'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, that works for me. Good night, sweetie. Bye Jay.